went to the liquor store yesterday and I purchased 13 bottles of alcohol. <laughs> when you have a full shopping cart at a liquor store, it's like, what is my life? <laughs> but I was talking to one of the guys there. I'm like, I can write all this off. Um, cause this is my job. Yep. He was like, what the f I was like, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Arrest me for being <laughs> the best cocktail mixer in the world. <laughs> it's a crime. <laughs> Something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 106. I uh, almost didn't press record <laughs> on the audio. I've done that before, and last time I forgot to push record on the cameras, so that was shitty. <laughs> Once again, I've got double cameras going on. Let me know your thoughts. So this is episode 106, and I'm so excited. I actually went to the liquor store yesterday, and I purchased 13 bottles of alcohol. <laughs> um, everywhere from Amaretto to this amazing liqueur that tastes like whipped cream. Lots of different stuff. I mean, I can't even begin to start. Some spiced rums. Yeah. <laughs> How exciting. Uh, anyway, so essentially I'm kind of prepping for being prepared for creating Halloween cocktails and Christmas cocktails, winter cocktails, spring summer and fall no just joking just just kind of preparing for like the future because a lot of times I wind up trying to, I, I have always had the basics like vodka rum gin but then I never have anything else to, and I'm kind of always compensating with something else there is a fly and of course if you've ever watched my channel before I have a timber frame home and the flies love to just come out when I'm filming especially because they're attracted to bright lights and I, this is all that this is is one big bright light so here we, here we are. <laughs> okay, so I was online looking for some uh, fall-inspired cocktails. This is the last cocktail before October. Every cocktail in October is going to be Halloween-themed, as will I be Halloween-themed. So I've already got some costumes planned in the works, but I'm just going to wing it as normal. And yeah, let's just get into making this cocktail. I don't have a name for it yet, but I'm going to taste it and see what comes to mind. Like any true artist, right? <laughs> so I'm going to use, and so I want this to be very like fall, comforting, warm, almost like something you'd serve at Thanksgiving dinner. So here we go. I've got a brand new bottle of Amaretto. Now, I did open it to smell it because this is Christmas for me. I don't know what it is. If it's like reminds me of marzipan, which is often used in like German, Dutch cooking, um, baking, especially over the holidays. The almond, the long kind of almond finger cookies, like the ones that are shaped like a long oval with a little almond on top, those Dutch cookies. Oh, that's what this reminds me of, 100%. So this is Christmas for me. Uh, then I found this golden pear liqueur. 
And the bottle is just super like cute. I'm gonna make sure you can see all these. Yes. And I did oh, smell it too. It's very peri, but it's also very like alcoholy. Um, both of these I think are 30%. I believe so. No, this one's the amaretto is 24% and the golden pear is 30%. And then I brought up some lemon juice. So we're gonna chuck this in the mix. And I've got some cinnamon. And what a cinnamon without nutmeg. <laughs> and then I've got some cinnamon sticks I brought up just to keep in my bar cart for future use. And I actually brought up some long toothpicks so that I could actually poke my cherry <laughs> and keep it in the drink. Whoa, that, <laughs> that almost came across wrong. Uh, so I was doing some shopping and I bought a couple of new glasses, um, like drinking glasses. And I have to show you this one. I'm not sure if this is the one I'm going to use. This glass has a mountain built into it. And I believe that this one is Three Sisters here in British Columbia. And like I said, it's tough because <laughs> the camera's not doing it real justice. I think that this one I'm gonna wash and use a different one today because I bought, I think four different types of glasses. One of them I can't show you because it's Halloween themed. And I've got such a great idea for this glass. If you remember, comment down below if you remember a cocktail that I made in a fishbowl, like it looks like a little fishbowl, blue cocktail, I cut up, um, I cut up a baby carrot to look like a goldfish. And it was like a goldfish in a blue fishbowl. It was so good and I'm still proud to this day. And I put in like a bit of um, shimmer dust to kind of make it extra fancy. And the density of the, the carrots that I cut up kind of made it float midway. Like it did float to the top eventually, but it was kind of like when you spin it around, it looked like it was kind of swimming around in there. Oh my gosh, but I got an even better idea. This totally came from my brain. It could be online. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm sure it's not an original idea. I've not, I don't even want to look it up because I, I want to believe that I, it, I'm the only one that's ever come up with it but you're gonna have to wait to see because it's just so clever and I'm excited. But anyway, let's get into this cocktail. So I think that's all the ingredients. Now all of these are washed since last time and ready to go. So we're gonna do, and actually should I, I'm just wondering if I should add some little toppers to these because I've got some sitting right here but I need to get covers because fruit flies love to just work their way into these things. Um, I'll figure it out. I'm gonna use some tape if, if like worst case scenario or just jam something in there. What, I don't know exactly, but. Oh, I've also got a little bit of cranberry juice. So that will also be incorporated in there. Yeah, I'm gonna use these for these. I should really truly have like another 20 of these <laughs> so that I can have all of my cocktails or sorry, all of my boozy boozes, bottles ready to pour at any point. So let's get into this. Ooh, and maybe I wanna add a wheel of something. Let's add a lemon wheel to this. And I don't think I'm gonna add a cherry just because I'm tempted to add cherries 
to every cocktail that I make because they're so delicious. But I'm not going to do that. Not this time. All right. So as I make this cocktail, I think I'm going to use this camera. Just more zoomed in, more intimate. And uh, let's get straight into this. Let me just make some room here. Ooh. All right. So I've got my beautiful cocktail shaker and this time kept my ice in a yeti <laughs> in a yeti cooler cup so that i can keep the ice colder longer and i also brought a straw Woo! thinking ahead now which glass do you think i should use i'm going to give you i'm only going to give you two options the mountain one's out for this cocktail i've got this guy which is plastic or some sort of composite material or this guy, which is very 1920s flapper era art deco type. I think I'm going to go with the art deco because the cocktail is going to be a little bit darker, which this kind of reminds me of like a rum glass. So first in is the ice. Now, do I want to pour all the ice in here? Or keep some. I'll keep a couple pieces of ice. So first in is going to be the amaretto. Now amaretto, this is the Luxardo amaretto, and I'm sure there's plenty of different types. <laughs> I can smell anything. All right. So we're going to do one ounce each of these. Wait, I didn't, I didn't do my traditional. I don't know when I'm going to stop doing that, but probably never. Essential for precise measurement. I'm telling you, especially with sticky ass cocktails. I mean, <laughs> ingredients, because there's nothing worse when you spill one of these. No, that should not go there. That's a bad idea. You're just going to have to deal with it over there on that end. <laughs> when you spill a sticky liqueur or something and it's just everything gets sticky and the bottle is sticky forever. And now we're going to use this bad boy, this golden pear. So this has a very like candy scent to it. Um, let me add my little top. I do. I just placed another order with Cocktail Emporium and I should have ordered a bunch more of these. Maybe I still will. I think it's free shipping after a certain amount and these aren't cheap. So, all right. Wow. Precision. I love it. So one ounce of the Amaretto and one ounce of the pear. And now for the fun extras. What are they going to be? I don't know. Should I just, I mean, I think one ounce of lemon juice is a bit too much. I do know that this is going to be very sweet and it needs something to cut the sweetness. So I will do, I'll just do one ounce of lemon juice. That might be a lot. <laughs> We're going to figure this out together. 
Maybe it should have been half, half an ounce, but now we're going to add the cranberry juice. Now I'm thinking that I'm going to do two ounces of cranberry. That should be good enough, right? And now a bit of cinnamon. A lot of cinnamon. <laughs> I find it's funny, like if I make an actual drink or like a smoothie or coffee with cinnamon in it, it really doesn't matter how much I put it. It seems like I could put a tablespoon or a teaspoon or like a dash. It has the same flavor, like, it's not like the more cinnamon you add, the more cinnamony it tastes for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but I just fluff up my hair a little bit. <laughs> I've got some different colors going on too with my background. I've got pink going on here and I've got like an aqua blue going on down here. Just pulling some colors from my cocktail neon sign. So of course, a bit of nutmeg. Just a dash, just because that's just how I'm feeling today. I also wanted to try adding some bitters. And I wonder what bitters are the most autumn-esque. Um, we have spiced cherry bitters, aromatic bitters, sassafras and sorghum bitters, orange bitters, chocolate bitters. So the two that seem the most autumn would be I mean, what the hell is aromatic bitters? Even though I've used them before, what are they supposed to be derived from? Like, what is it supposed to be? Let's see. So this kind of has like a, like a cinnamon smell. I've never smelled the sassafras and sorghum bitters, but sassafras sounds kind of like spicy. <laughs> Oh, it's a little orangey. Okay, so maybe no to that. I've used, I've used the spice cherry before. I'm gonna try the aromatic bitters. I'm gonna go one, two, three, four, five. Oh, kind of. If you know what thieves is, it's a combination of certain uh, herbs and extracts, and it kind of smells like that. So I think it's gonna work. I think this is gonna be good. Let's see. What's the next step? Shake, 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 shake. <laughs> shake, shake, shake. Oh, rip my hair out. This is really loud. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna use my strainer. My handy dandy strainer. Smells so good. Unbelievable. I'm pouring it over ice. I almost forgot. Not sanitary to stick your fingers into the ice cube cup. But it's, I'm making it for myself. Okay, here we go. Can you see this? <laughs>
this is looking really good and smelling even better. Let me throw in a cinnamon stick. And let me throw in, oh, here, my lemon wheel. I have to show you this. Again, how beautiful these are. So this, this doesn't look like freaking autumn in a cocktail. I don't know what does. See the cinnamon stick in there? Focus. It wants to focus on my face as I pour my drink out. Um, I do have a straw, as I mentioned. Let's give this a taste. Arrest me for being... <laughs> The best cocktail mixer in the world. It's a crime. This is so unbelievably delicious. I am. I will be sharing this exact recipe with you because you have to make this. <sighs> okay. This is. Okay. I. I have a light box. I have it downstairs. I just bought it. It's going together with, I'll talk about this later in the pod, but I ordered something extremely expensive, but it's Christmas related. And I bought a light box to be able to show each piece of what I bought in great detail. I need to start taking photos like that of my cocktails. Guys, this is so good. It's spicy. There's like elements of like strong plum in there. The almond. This is incredible. That just the right amount of lemon, I thought it would be too much. Just the right amount of cranberry juice. The cranberry too, I thought too, because it has like a bit of a Thanksgiving element to it. Oh, it's funny, even though this is not comparable, but when I would create a piece of art, I would do a full like custom piece, or not custom piece, but just like a piece that I wanted to create. I think it, my, my grizzly bear piece that I did a long time ago, the feeling that I got after it was finished, I almost had the same feeling after making this cocktail. <laughs> so you guys, this is wildly delicious. I will name this and I did four dashes of the aromatic bitters. I don't want to miss anything but a clove, cranberry juice, four ounces. Oh, sorry, two ounces. Cranberry juice and one ounce of lemon. I'm just writing this down because I want you to be able to recreate this exact thing. And it's so beautiful. You guys also have to get, even if it's just the lemon wheels that you get, it, the the beauty and kind of rusticness that it adds to a cocktail, especially one like this, like a cozy fall cocktail, 
just gives it something extra. And I'm sure it does lend a bit of flavor if you take a while to drink your beverage. If it's just popped in there, you're not gonna really taste it. You're not gonna get any lemon elements from the lemon, the dried lemon wheel. So just FYI, but it's beautiful. It's inspiring. It makes me want to just do more things. It's cocktails. Um, I'm going to light this candle. This is called Bloom by Milk Jar. So I can't remember if I talked about this last time, but I discovered, I didn't discover it, but I was, I saw this one TikTok or Instagram reel or something talking about how toxic scented candles are. And I have been like a Bath and Body Works hoe for a long time where like when the three wick candles go on sale, I buy them in bulk um, just because I love the smell of like certain season smell, especially like fall is like my favorite. So like autumn scents, pumpkin, cinnamon. And um, after doing some more research, I found out how toxic it truly is to burn these scented candles in your home. So I was like, God damn it. It's like a big part of my evening. It's like, I love to light a candle and kind of start to wind down and relax. But then I discovered that there are plenty other options that are non-toxic and that can still give you the same vibe, but not take five years off, your, off of your life. <laughs> I'm like, how many years have I lost? All the years I've been burning candles. But anyway, there's no no too early of a time to stop poisoning yourself so like at least i have at least another 80 years of <laughs> jk <laughs> um a few more years left of just not toxifying myself there's a few things i still do <laughs> like drink alcohol that's not the best but the more you can eliminate the better is my theory and as long as you're trying you're good to go Oh, oh my God. Okay. Before I forget, because I always forget to um, title my invention cocktails. Okay, let me just take one more sip. I do like a double swish because the flavor is so unreal. So when I take a sip of this, I'm envisioning winter. No, that's not true. Cold fall. Leaves falling. Cool breeze. I can tell there's going to be frost tomorrow morning. I freshly chopped some wood and I'm going to go inside my cabin, my log cabin, to light a fire. But when I walk in, you've already lit it. And there's a beautiful grizzly rug in the front of the fireplace. And dinner is on the stove. And there's a pie in the oven. <laughs> and the smell of just the crackling fire, the cedar that's chopped for kindling, the stew, the deer stew on the stove, and the apple pie in the oven, and just the night of fun we're going to have, that's where this cocktail brings me. <laughs> Let's call this firelight. all I got. Firelight.
because that's what we're gonna do everything next to. The fire's light. And this recipe will be in the description box. So you can recreate this exact cocktail and fantasize about the exact thing that I just told you, but taste the aromas and smell at the same time. And it's just gonna make that story I just told 10 times better for you. So anyway, firelight, I'm happy with that. That's <laughs> so cheesy, but that's just where my brain's at right now. And I'm definitely gonna be making another one of these. Um, hopefully this ice, actually, I wonder if I could go like this and keep everything cold. Nope, I'm just gonna pour it in. <laughs> that would make more sense. I'm gonna pour everything into my Yeti so that it stays frozen for when I wanna make my second cocktail because I'm absolutely gonna make my second cocktail. Okay, I'm gonna take it back over in this direction just to keep all y'all happy because I know some of you will hate that other angle that I'm using, but that's fine. I'm gonna put my, just so you guys can see the, the ingredients. over here um I did kind of burn a couple arm hairs there I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I gotta remember there's fire behind me um so yeah where to next oh so I absolutely flaked on the last video because I think I said that I would talk more about my sister's wedding on episode 105 and I thought that I'd finished talking about that um, just for those of you that actually care just to sum that all up um, basically the wedding went off without a hitch it did feel I was the maid of honor and my sister's husband uh, what <laughs> my sister's husband's brother was the best man and he's hilarious so it made it very easy to um, go through the motions of the duties of being the maid of honor and best man. So we definitely riffed off each other. We had to do speeches. And that was, I was most nervous for that uh, just because I, public speaking is like not. And it's funny because like I'm talking to people all the time doing what I do, um, but not really face to face. It's kind of like I'm behind the camera. And so it's very different, but it went off. Like I said, without a hitch, it was so lovely. My sister looked like an angel, a Victoria's Secret model. She just, her hair and makeup, everything about it was perfection. Um, she was so happy. Everything was, and we all got along so well. Like it's, it's hard to, with certain wedding parties, if you've ever been involved in one, you know, you're forced to kind of like spend a lot of time with these people, spend the whole day and like, but all of Sala's bridesmaids were incredible and amazing. And, uh, are now my friends too because <laughs> we never really hung out all together besides like besides the bachelorette party but um very lovely the theme for her wedding was very boho um our bridesmaids dresses were um kind of like a terracotta like a dusty rose terracotta all the colors just worked out the bouquets were beautiful my sister made the macrame background with one of her friends who does macrame like for the wedding custom made the arch um just did so many things themselves and it looks so professional like as if they couldn't even have even found anybody or paid anybody 
to make something like that or do it that well. So I was super proud of her for that. And I can just imagine like the money they saved from doing that. The food was incredible. I wish I would have had more time. Like I just, I wish we had more time to spend with family because there's so much family that traveled from quite some way to be there that I never even got to talk to just because we did the main entrance to our music, went up to the head table and that's when everything started. Speeches started happening. And then, so I couldn't really leave the table and, and uh, but it was a whirlwind. And like I said, I wish, I wish I could have experienced both being up on the head table and part of the wedding and also have fun and be observing the wedding or like a guest at the wedding. Um, but of course that's not reality. It doesn't, not how it works. What did she have for dinner? Oh my God. It was like this prime rib. Oh my God. So good. I got one serving cause we were so busy. I went up and got like the head table eats first. And then as soon as everybody started eating, then that's when speeches started. I'm like, I, I just want to, can somebody bring me a slice of prime rib? <laughs> something <laughs> but it's fine um and the dancing and the music and man it was so fun so everything was wonderful probably the best wedding i've ever been to i will i will definitely say that let me take another sip of my cocktail my invention oh I'm a bit over the top when I'm eating delicious food or drinking delicious drinks. I'm very much a foodie. I recently actually went to, so I was getting my hair done in Calgary. I have many dental appointments coming up. I'll get into that too. Um, but I asked, the best thing you can do sometimes is ask locals about where they would eat, what they like. And, and it's got to be somebody who who's, has similar tastes. I understand that. But the girl that was doing my hair so sweet probably like 20 so i'm like she's the one to ask like where the trendy kind of bougie places are to eat right and she's like she gave me a list she's like hey and she actually had them written down on her phone and she said try this try this but she's like if you want to go someplace like the one place i would recommend top of the list is called fortuna's row i think this is a new restaurant in calgary i haven't really heard of it before and you pull up to this place. There's no sign on the building that says Fortuna's Row. It's just like a dragon head or like a snake head in like a neon light. So it almost looks like this underground club or something. So you walk in and it's almost like the, it's a massive brick building on the outside. And then on the inside, it's like an old factory that they've turned into this boho, majestic, incredibly beautiful restaurant. And we were there, excuse me, on a Sunday night and it was dead, which I was a little bit disappointed to be honest, because I love, what is going on here? Is this something that's bothering you? <laughs> something that's going to bother me? I was a little disappointed because I love the ambiance of, well, the ambiance was wonderful, but I love just like the energy of having a packed restaurant because where I live too, it's very quiet, right? Very slow paced, quiet. So when I go out to eat, it's like, and I grew up with a big family, Easter's, Christmases, Thanksgiving's, it's loud in there. Everybody's having a good time. Some people are bursting out in song. Some kids crying over there. So, a couple of people are fighting back there. Like that's normal. <laughs> that's a normal kind of thing for me. And um, it's different now. My life is a bit different now. 
it's quieter. Um, so my point is, is I, part of what I look for is like hustle and bustle and vibrance and just people ha laughing and yelling. And I like that. So it was quiet as hell in there, like crickets quiet. And there maybe was two other tables and it's a huge place, but so beautiful. I was like, if I had to choose a spot to like throw a party, this would be it because the way it's laid out and it's just very sexy, but super organic feeling. And like, anyway, you can look it up online. It's called Fortuna's Row. And uh, so went there and there is a menu option for to allow the chef to basically cook for you. Let the chef choose for you. So you don't order actually, you just sit down. So I was with my girlfriend, I was like, should we do it? And she's like, yeah. So we just, it was like Iron Chef. <laughs> I used to love that show. Iron Chef, if you don't know, was a TV show and they probably still have it on some network somewhere and some different version, but essentially there's a panel of judges that get fed all this food that the chefs prepare. And it's like a, it's a blind tasting, but I think the beginning, yeah, they're, they're always given a secret ingredient that they have to incorporate into all the dishes or a dish. Um, yes, that's right. I remember the guy like lifting the thing off and like steam comes out and it's, it's like eel and pineapple or something. And then they have to curate this dish according to whatever ingredients are given. Um, I didn't give the chef ingredients, but the first dish was, I think this beautiful, oh no, it was, it was, uh, it was like a tartare, like a tuna tartare type. Incredible. The second one was like a tomato salad, maybe some mozzarella in there, but it was just like wild tasting. So good. Then they brought out raw oysters and I was like, the chef knows me so well, because that was something I was excited about being on the menu. And I thought, well, you know, I could always order oysters on the side if they didn't come up, but they came out and they were all pre-prepared. There was no extra sauces. Literally, they were just ready to eat and damn, they were good. Then they brought out this like massive plate of like potato puree, like, like a, not quite a mashed potato, but like a puree. And then it's surrounded by this decadent gravy. And I was like, I'm not even eating carbs, but I'm going to eat carbs tonight because I just wasn't going to, I'm not going to miss out on the opportunity. And then, uh, then the last dish was this incredible steak and it was freaking huge. Like, cause we were already kind of full, but actually, okay, let me just correct this. They did bring out the potato along with the steak. So they were, they did kind of like melt and like work together, which was perfect because the steak was cooked to perfection. It was, I don't know, like if it was like a strip loin or tenderloin or what, but it was rare and beautiful. Again, I'm a, like, I love my meat blue rare, my steaks. And it was almost bluer. And I was like, God, yeah. And so then um, towards the end, only half the steak was gone. And we're like looking at each other going, we don't know if we can finish this. But the gravy from that potato dish saved us. It just like allowed us to like finish every morsel. And oh my God, so And then I was like, oh God, I really hope that they're not going to bring dessert. Well, what do you, no, just joking. They actually were like, dessert isn't included in the whole like chef's kiss meal you chose. <laughs> like, thank God. Because even, uh, it, I would feel super guilty if it was brought out as part of this like meal and then we couldn't eat it. Cause I w legit was like, I'd forced every bit of steak down 
And um, anyway, it was highly, highly recommended if you're in Calgary, Fortuna's Row. Maybe go on a Saturday night if you like that kind of hustle and bustle. It's a bit pricier, but you do absolutely get what you pay for. And that's sort of why when I say I like kind of trendy, bougie places, I don't, I'm not looking for a discount. I want some really good ingredients some great chefs. And I'm just saying also, I think I talked about this in the last episode, but Barbarella, super, super good. Another, it's right downtown Calgary. This is something else. You have to make it. <laughs> and if you make it, please let me know in the comments below in one of my future videos that you made it and how much you love it. So as I mentioned, I purchased like 13 brand new full bottles, full size bottles of liqueurs, alcohols. So I'm pretty much good to go. There's a few things I was gonna get that I didn't just because I'd already overloaded my cart. <laughs> When you have a full shopping cart at a liquor store, it's like, what is my life? <laughs> but I was talking to one of the guys there. I'm like, I can write all this off. Um, because it's my job. Yep. And he was like, what the? F and I was like, yeah, it's weird. So I have a dental update. And this is very exciting because officially my Invisaligns are done. I have to just wear my final tray for until I get my veneers. So let me explain. Originally I wanted to have my teeth bonded and this was all part of the plan. The dentist knew this and this is sort of what I was expecting to go through with. Um, but before I could get the bonding done, I had to straighten my teeth, correct my bite and make it so that if I did bond my teeth, I wouldn't be chipping them off because there are any pinch bite pinch points are where my teeth are touching, which they would have been. So she's like, I'm not going to bond. I'm not even going to touch her teeth until they're straight. So I was like, God damn, like I have to wait. Like they told me 12 to 18 months, but done in 10 months. So woo, that's great. So I have an appointment a couple weeks ago where, um, we're discussing, she's checking my bite and discussing kind of what my goals and what I want for my teeth. And during the discussion, I'd mentioned that this is the kind of look that I want. I want some, like obviously some symmetrical kind of longer front teeth, not beaver teeth, but um, the second teeth to be a little shorter. And then my canines, I want like nice sharp canines. And <clears throat> I just knew kind of what I was looking for. Because I've ground my teeth for so many years, I literally have the wear of like a 60 year old because of my grinding. So in order to get this kind of look that I want, bonding wouldn't really cut it because the amount of buildup she'd have to do because of the amount of wear that I have, very likely over time will chip off because I am a grinder. Even when you do wear night guards, sometimes the pressure will just create micro cracks, which will turn into. So she said, your other option is veneers. And when she said that, I was like, <gasps> no, because I've seen so many videos and photos of people having their teeth ground right down to like little cat teeth, almost super scary. And just the pain, I just can't like ugh. having even just a piece of metal touch any of my bottom teeth makes me want to come out of my skin. So 
as soon as she said that, I was like, hell no, that's not going to happen. So anyway, she starts explaining to me. She's like, but don't worry. She almost knew what I was thinking. Um, I would only need to be grinding off a certain amount of your tooth. This, she would be taking about the same amount of tooth off as she would to apply the bonding. So because I don't, like a lot of times you see those cat teeth or those extreme because people with very crooked teeth, like I used to watch a show called Extreme Makeover. Do you guys remember that? Where somebody would go in and come out like two weeks later with brand new veneer teeth and what they went in with like super crooked, crazy teeth. Well, there's obviously not, not enough time to straighten them. So what they do is they kind of grind them down to a little peak so that they can pop the new veneer so they fit where they should be. So she's like, that's not the case with you because my teeth are already pretty much in perfect alignment for what I want done, that she would just need to take some of the surface off so that the veneers lay flat so they're not like protruding out. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Now, they are very expensive. Depending on where you're from, they can be from thousand to three thousand dollars a tooth I'm getting eight teeth done <laughs> the top eight I'm getting done and then she will be doing bonding on the bottom because the bonding on the bottom is all I'll pretty much need just to kind of cap the wear straighten them out a bit and um, that that will obviously last a lot longer and if maybe there is a bit of you know chippage or whatever it's a lot easier to fix um, I don't need veneers on the bottom they don't affect the look of my bite um but anyway so that's happening so i've got three more appointments the next appointment is my wax ups i don't really understand what the hell that is but i'll figure it out on the day <laughs> i think they're just essentially like right now the the dental specialist is create he has the models of my jaw and my impressions and stuff so he's going to be creating little veneers from wax like a wax mold or something? Or are the teeth with themselves gonna be wax? It's an extra step in the process because I am so picky. She's like, normally we'll just go straight to whatever, but like, because you're so specific as to what you want, this is what we're gonna do. So I think I'm gonna get to try some teeth on the next appointment, which is super exciting. Um, I've already chosen a color, which is very nerve wracking because I do not want my teeth to be like super duper white, um, which they won't be. But on camera too, I'm like, I'm on camera. So hopefully the lights don't like make it look like I have like chiclet teeth. Anyway. Oh no, hear that? What does that mean? <laughs> Time for another cocktail. Actually, there's like a couple sips left. Um, and then the appointment after my wax up appointment is the temporaries that I wear for two weeks. And then if everything works out and I love the temporaries exactly how they are and then I have my actual veneers put on <sighs> that date is essentially mid-November and I'm like the fact that this is going to be done before Christmas before my birthday I'm like yes this is so exciting so just so you know I'm going to look a little different <laughs> um, but the smile is so important and I laugh a ton and for a long time and even though like I've always had pretty straight teeth I've never had like a ton of issues with my teeth I've you know there's things about them that I don't like 
I've never really been able to whiten them as much as I've ever wanted to, or they're quite textured. I chipped my front tooth when I was like 11. And then I had the bonding, like there was, I had some bonding on the front to kind of cover it up, which was supposed to be fixed later on, which never was because my mom could never afford to get it fixed. And then I just like forgot about it. You know, when you have like something on you, you just don't even see it anymore. That was kind of what happened. And then it chipped off and then I had a little chipped front tooth <laughs> a long time. So all, I'm never like super conscious when I would laugh before or smile, but it's one thing I'll always touch up. In a photo that I'm like it'll be so nice to not have to like touch up my teeth or like whiten them or you know and I whatever I mean this is a, such a first world problem that this is not even like I some of you will be pissed about it um but I'm very excited and also they don't stain they really don't wear so it's sort of a kind of like a longevity thing as well so hopefully for a good amount of time I'm not gonna have to even think about my teeth um but yeah that's what's going on so after I guess November, whenever the hell it is, mid-November, I'm going to have some new teeth. And I have like a specific celebrity that I'm like, this is the tooth look that I want. It is different. So it's not at all like very uniform and perfect. I want an imperfect kind of look. Um, you know, that's in my mind. It might still look perfect to you, but we're just going to figure it out as we go. I've never done it before, so... Here we go. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that I purchased something for a lot of money and I'm not sure if I should share right now exactly what it is. Yes, I should. <laughs> I can't wait. So there have been some pretty bougie advent calendars on the market for a little while now. The top two that I've seen are the Swarovski Crystal Advent Calendar with 25 Swarovski Crystal ornaments and the Wedgwood Advent Calendar with 20, actually, sorry, not 25, 24, 24 Wedgwood custom handmade ornaments or hand painted or whatever the hell. And I, last year, it was a bit too late after I discovered that Swarovski had an advent calendar which was good because I didn't buy it because I think it's around $1,800 for this calendar. Um, I watched Mia Maples, one of my fellow Canadian YouTubers, unbox this um, Swarovski crystal advent calendar. <laughs> and I was a little bit, I shouldn't say disappointed. I was like, it was a bit repetitive, like a lot of snowflakes that were just in different colorways. Um, you know, where, but some of them are super cute. And I was like, oh, damn, well, I really don't think that I would have loved every piece. But anyway, so I saw that this year there's a new Swarovski calendar. But the catch is, is that it's Disney. Now, if it was like Disney princess themed, I'm all about it. But it's Disney like Mickey and Minnie Mouse themed, not going for it. So no offense to anybody who's likes... Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, like, I was never that kind of, I wasn't raised with loving Mickey, Minnie Mouse, like, I just never watched it, I never, I was way, I could relate way more to, like, Cinderella, to Snow White, like, the, the princesses, but that's not the case here, it's very classic Disney, so it's like, God, like, 
because I was going to buy it. <laughs> uh, but then I saw that Wedgwood was doing a new 2023 calendar and I can't find any photos as to what's in this calendar yet. I spent $1,500 on this Wedgwood advent calendar. Now, let me just give you a bit of backstory with Wedgwood. This was not just a random purchase for me. And um, let me tell you why. Years ago on Antiques Roadshow, somebody had brought a piece of like classic antique Wedgwood in. Very classic blue white Wedgwood. By the way, if you want to look it up, it's not W-E-D-G-E wood. It's W-E-D-G wood. Um, so just if you get the spelling wrong, sometimes it gets a bit confusing. Um, some of the most beautiful pottery that I've ever seen. And I just really like the story behind Wedgwood. It's in like an ancient company. And these pieces I know a long time down the line will have some value to them. Also, they're just beautiful pieces. I do have an affinity towards Wedgwood a bit too because I am Dutch and Delft is like a big thing in Holland, which is the the white pottery with the blue paint. So like the windmills and all sorts of, you can get all sorts of things in uh, Delft style. So the blue and white I love. And the fact that these pieces are all just unique, can't find them anywhere else. I am so excited. I know $1,500 is crazy. But I am going to be unboxing it fully on my channel. I bought a light box so that every piece I can showcase with this camera, probably, <laughs> um, the detail. And I want to be the first to put up an actual Wedgwood advent calendar unboxing. I did reach out to Wedgwood to see if they would be willing to partner. I'm still waiting to hear back. <laughs> just so I can maybe offer you guys like a discount code for this or um, I don't know I could get a refund <laughs> something um, not that I would want one but I'm just saying you know I'm gonna make a good video for them so but it's mostly for you to be honest hot diggity damn I guess it's cocktail time again I want another firelight I already forgot I had to look at the paper. Okay. Let's see if we can recreate this magic ice. We're doing same order. Not that it matters. <laughs> One ounce. Amaretto. One ounce of golden pear liqueur. One ounce of lemon juice. Two ounces of cranberry juice. Some cinnamon, some nutmeg, and then some 
Aromatic Bitters. Four dashes. I wonder how much of a difference the bitters actually make. And let's shake, 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 do 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 do, shake, 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 do 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 do, shake your fireside firelight. <laughs> Did I forget anything? Probably. Bitters, cinnamon, cranberry juice. I can't wait to actually sing Jingle Bells during my Christmas cocktail segments. So it makes sense. Here we go. Let's go for round two. Let me just get my face out of it. It would be more full if I had more ice, but it's kind of getting melty, melty. Let's see if this tastes as good. <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful. Beautiful. Excellent. Is all I have to say. This is going to be my new signature drink that I'm going to make people when they come to my house. And... If they want something fresh, but rustic and comforting at the same time, this is it. It is a bit sugary. I'm not going to lie. This is a couple different liqueurs involved in the creation of this beautiful invention. Um, but... That's just a sacrifice you're going to have to make. You know what I think I need? <laughs> and I don't know if it exists is sugar-free Baileys. Why it doesn't exist? Because I've never seen it. And I just thought about it right now that like, I love to make coffee and Baileys. Like if I'm on vacation or something, I'll have it in the morning. <laughs> just start super early. <laughs> but I don't love the sugar element to it. So I'm taking a bit more of like a risk with my cocktails these days, cause I am having a few more carbs here and there. Um, but anyway, just saying, is there sugar-free Baileys or like a diet Baileys or what would the word be? I don't know. Anyway, well, everyone, that concludes this episode of Kitty Liquor, episode 106. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. And I know I mentioned that I would be reading comments from my pickle eating video, which I'm going to talk about next time. Um, only because I, and I didn't because I posted the video so close to filming this. I posted this morning and now I'm filming this. I want to give it a bit more time for the comments to roll in before I actually read them out. So it'll be episode 107. So if you're waiting for that, I apologize. But timing wise, there was a bit of a mix up with uploading and I won't get into it, but it's all good. It's still going to happen. You just make sure you subscribe to Kitty Liquor so that you don't miss the next episode. And if you are subscribed to Kitty Liquor and not my main channel, Cat Wonders, then you should go subscribe to that too. Also, I've got an OF and a Patreon and all that good stuff linked down below in the description box. Thank you so much for tuning in. Also, make this cocktail and I want to hear about it, um, how much you love it. 
And uh, next episode is going to be 107, which is the first October episode. And we're going to get crazy this Halloween. So stay tuned, subscribe, and um, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you in my next video. Bye.